This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's episode, God, I know what it's called. <laughs> I trapped my boyfriend to come yeah. on my show. <laughs> Today's show is... Uh, Didn't see it coming. <laughs> well, I've been asking you for months. Today's show is a um, Q&A from some of our favorite listeners with my boyfriend. Questions that you guys have been asking me um, that I think it would be best to ask both of us or to answer, for both of us to answer. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Um, so you guys know that this is a podcast, obviously, about based on relationships, how to have a better one with yourself, and then how to have uh, a better one with other people. Because it seems like that's like the number one thing that everybody wants to focus on is how to find somebody, and then when you find somebody, how to make it work. So obviously, I'm no expert in it because <laughs> um, I don't know. You could say the, my past relationships, quote, didn't work because I'm no longer married, but. Actually, I've always said that every relationship I've ever had has been a positive, and I've learned from it, and that's why I think they did work. So, um, as you know, lucky me, um, uh, I'm, I don't know how long I've been divorced, but anyway, I met somebody uh, online. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. I think I did in one of my podcasts. And so we've been together, how long? A year and... Um, like nine months. A year and nine months. Okay. All right. So almost two. Um and so, yeah, I get a lot of questions like over the last year or so. Oh, how do you guys meet? How do you make it work? Da-da. And so I asked some people just to email me their questions. And why not have my boyfriend and I on the show to answer a few questions? And, you know, nothing's perfect, obviously. And I feel like the, we learn the most by listening to other people. So maybe you guys will allow, take something from what we talk about. So... I want to tell you that Mike is here in front of me, very reluctantly, but I'm so appreciative you're here. Thank you, honey, for coming. <laughs> reluctantly. <laughs> yes. Come a little closer to the microphone. Don't be afraid. Okay. You're so cute, by the way. You, I noticed that you know you like control, which I understand I do too, and you wanted me to submit the questions <laughs> ahead of time. And, you know, I get it. It's a little, you know, you're vulnerable, and I really appreciate that, and I think that's very sexy in a man, being vulnerable. Um so we're just going to take the questions that were submitted, and we're each going to answer them. So why don't you start? Okay. First, question number one. Mm-hmm. How did you guys meet? No, oh, you tell your story. Oh, well. How did we meet? Well, it was through Match.com, mm-hmm. but I think the connection was uh, some mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So just happened to go on, uh, was it Match.com? Mm-hmm. Just to look and see. I'd been on there years prior. And just go through interest, really wasn't doing anything, and came across Lynn's profile, noticed the picture immediately, and uh, I think you had a big smile on, you were making like a funny look. But at first I couldn't believe it, I'm like, ah, what's she doing on here? I thought she's married, she's got kids, and I was saying maybe this is like a joke or something like that. So I had a friend that uh, knows a couple people over at Channel 7, called him, he said, oh, I don't know, I'll find out. So he called somebody over there. 
and confirmed she is single. She's been divorced for about a year, has two kids, and she's out looking. And I guess her friends are helping her. <laughs> so I just sent like a quick message, uh, just saying hi. Take a look at my profile. If you're interested, contact me. Uh, pretty simple to the point. That was about it. And I think about uh, three weeks later, uh, you contacted me through Match.com. And I think it was uh, a new awakening for yourself since you've been in such a long mm-hmm. uh, relationship, marriage, mm-hmm. and things have changed drastically in the dating world. People just aren't going out to bars to meet. Pretty mm-hmm. much everyone's busy with their life, their work, their career, so it's easier just to shop online, just like everything else. Um, so we went through, I think, what, a month had passed? Mm-hmm. And it was bad timing. The hurricane had come up. Irma. Right. And uh, I had to work, and you had to work. Both of us are dependent on storms and, you know, chaos. So I think uh, we had both finished, and your AC had gone out. Your power had gone out in the neighborhood. So you'd gone to, what, uh, one of the hotels Mm -hmm. just to get out of the heat. And I think I was getting off work that night, and... uh, Sounded somewhat a little impatient. You're like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> Where are we going to be? I was like, how long was it before we met? Uh, I think two two weeks. That yeah, was a long. Three weeks. <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> Some people don't meet for months online. Hmm. So I left work, went home, got a shower. It was late. I think I met you at the hotel, what, 1030 at night? Mm-hmm. And uh, just sat there at the bar and had a couple drinks and talked. I remember at the beginning, you wanted to go out. You wanted to go, either go to a club mm-hmm. or a restaurant, like go dance or something like that. I was like, no, let's somewhere quiet where we can actually talk. Otherwise, at a club, we would have never been able to talk. True. So I think we were there, what, three hours? Mm-hmm. Talked, just had a couple of drinks. It was great. It was awesome. We were able to learn a lot about one another. What was your, uh, I'll answer, but I can't stop myself. <laughs> I can't help myself. I have a follow-up question for you. So what did you, what was your, what did you learn about me in those three hours, you feel? Well, a lot. Yeah, we did. I didn't dig into your background too much because you know you're out dating. This is fresh. This is new for you. The last thing you want to talk about is your divorce and so forth. But uh, the whole media world is new to me. I've never been involved in that, so I learned a little bit about it from yourself, and uh, I think more about you or your personality is the main thing. What type of person you are? Uh, you know, what are your goals? Where do you want to go? Things like that. Do they match with yours? They like, do. I mean, at the time, then first date. We have totally different backgrounds, mm-hmm. which is good. <clears throat> so we can learn about one another. But yeah, the main thing was learning. You know, what are your attributes? Like, what are your requirements? I think both of us had some big things, like respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like arguments. Uh, we're not. You know, drama queens or whatever you want to call it. Not searching for drama, things like that. So, that was very nice. A change. That's my cat in the background. Um, that's, okay, that's great. I love, you know, every woman loves telling the story. <laughs> every woman loves hearing, so tell me about how you guys met. You know, every, I mean, I've, I've told this story 300 times. Not to you guys who are listening. Maybe I have, but I don't think so. Not on, not on this show. But my version is similar to Mike's. Yeah, I, I, I uh, think Belkis was encouraging me to get out there. She said, "You're not going to meet anybody in your pajamas in you know the city you live in." And um, 
I just didn't know how to meet people, you know, 22 years of like not dating anybody. So, yeah, I, I was like, all right, Belle's been on it before. Nobody killed her. She lived. Um, let me get on match. And so I remember getting on match and, um, like, the whole profile thing was just so weird. It was like going to Costco. Um, and so, you know, you paint yourself up to be this great person. I'm like, am I really that great? I don't know. Is that a good picture? Whatever. So I put it up, and the next morning I was bombarded with all these weird, strange people. Because, you know, if you, I'm sure everybody listening has been online dating at least some point if, if you are dating. And, uh, you know, you get some weirdos, especially me. Um, and, you know, there seemed to be some decent people. I, I was just so uh, disenchanted the next day. I, I was on, like, eight hours. The next day I called Bella, and I'm like, how do I get off this? How do I, get-? I signed up for the three-month thing, and I didn't realize I did. And she's like, if you can't get off it, just don't check it. So, yeah, I think I told yeah, I told you the story a million times. But it had been a couple, it had been like a month or two months. And I was kind of talking to some people online, nothing great. And uh, one day I come home when I was sad, and um and I was like, oh, let me go online to my emails and see how great I am. Because, you know, everybody, you know, tells you how great you are in the beginning when, you know, they're trying to date you and vice versa. And I came across Mike's picture, the really tiny little circle. And I was like, oh, that guy's cute. Thank God. And I clicked on his uh, profile or clicked on his message. I guess he sent me a message. And I've told you this, Mike, too. But, you know, one of the things that attracted me to him was that he didn't want anything from me. And even if you're listening and you're not a public figure or you're not out there you know like my job you're just a regular person um his message is a great example of how to connect with somebody that you like because he just said i remember you said you know how's it going and saw your picture you know you're on match good luck um you know let me know if you need anything or check out my profile or something something generic and nice and upbeat and i was like oh wow this guy's okay he doesn't want anything from me he's not asking anything from me and and of course, I did my little recon and wanted to find out if it was true. We had a mutual friend, as Mike said, and I, so I called my friend and I was like, hey, is, this, "Is this guy real?" And they checked out, and I was so new and clueless. It was like I was in high school. I asked my I asked Bella, "I'm like, so what should I respond?" I copy pasted her text and sent it to you via email. You know, God, it was pathetic. Anyway, so yeah, we've been talking for a couple of weeks. No, a couple of days, yeah. And then this hurricane was coming down. And I don't know. I was like, okay, let's meet. You kept calling me. I remember one time I was like, we, we were fine texting because I gave you my number. And I was like, all right, let's just text. And you go, well, I want to I wanna talk to you at night. I want to hear your voice. I remember saying or thinking, but just turn on the TV. Like, if you're going to ask me out, ask me out. Like, I don't want a friend. You know, we're not, I was so impatient. Yes, you were. <laughs> I'll give you that. Super impatient. So yeah. So like Mike said, Irma came and whatever. I had to work. You know. You know. You're on twenty four seven. And another thing I liked about him too was he was. You were texting me while Irma was going on before, during, and after. And that's another sign that somebody's a quality person. They don't want anything from you. He genuinely wanted to see how I was doing, and we were keeping each other company. And the third thing, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in for this guy. My birthday was the day before Irma, and he sent me, you sent me flowers to the station. I was like, holy shit. Wow. I mean, it was very uh, charming. Yeah, you're very charming. So, of course, all the girls were like, oh, my God. So that was it. And then finally, yeah, we meet. Like you said, you know, I didn't have any AC or whatever. We met at the Nautilus. Love you, Nautilus. And um, it's so funny. Online is so funny because you paint a picture of yourself and then the other person has an interpretation and so I saw a lot of your pictures you know you're all beef and buff and I remember telling my friends 
I cannot date somebody who only eats chicken and, and air and broccoli. Like, I want to have fun, and I want to, like, I don't want to be in the gym 24-7, but I want somebody who's healthy like me and, like, you know, likes to work out. So I was expecting this huge, you know, serious wrestler to come through the lobby doors, and uh, when I was sitting there waiting for you, yeah, when you walked through, I was like, wow, that's a nice surprise. And immediately I was like, you know, there's got to be that initial, I feel, tingle is what I call it, or like interest or something. It's got to be an attraction. Um, and, you know, I've said this to Mike too, so we went to go hug, and I'm super huggy-touchy. I'm like, oh, let's hug. I feel like I know you. And you, he gives me this little cold, like little pat, pat, pat. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this guy's cold. So immediately, you know, you start making judgments about somebody. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how long this will go. Um, so yeah, we sat at the bar. That was a great idea. You're right to sit there and just talk. And it was quiet. And it was the end of the day. I was super tired. And, um, you know, immediately I just clicked with you. Um, you listened. I talked. I talked. You listened, but vice versa. And I, you know, I don't care. This is my show. I just couldn't wait to kiss you. I was like, (laughs) in my head, I was thinking, I'm not going to waste any time if there's no, chemistry there's no you know you know when you put your lips on somebody you know you're like yeah this is this is good uh, but you were very respectful you know you weren't trying anything you were tapping my knee and i was like oh, i remember body language class that's yeah. a sign of flirty interest I was, like, me. I was like yeah i think i think he digs me i am pretty cute but <laughs> i don't know if i'm that interesting so yeah I'll, you didn't tell the story but i was like okay i gotta plan this i was like a guy like a pervert i gotta plan this what am i gonna make out so I was like, when we're done, the bar's closing down. And I was like, let's go out back. It's like I'm a 16-year-old boy. Let's go by the pool. So we go by the pool and there was nobody there. Thank God. I was like, thank God there's nobody here because it needs to happen here. And so we sit down. We're talking. And I'm like, my God, Mike, you've talked so much. Yes, as much as me. And so I'm listening and I'm turning to you. I don't even know what you're jabbering on about. But I was like, I'm done. And my daughter's texting me. Are you coming? back to the hotel room i'm like okay it's 1 30 i need to wrap this up i need to find out now the test the cinderella shoe so that's when i turned to him and i said to him are you gonna kiss me or what and then he was like oh my god my mouth is so dry and it's true our mouths were dry we didn't have anything to drink and he was worried about i guess your breath or your spit or something i didn't care and so I just went in for the kiss. Yeah, girls, I kissed him first. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I was like, I remember thinking, I told me this a hundred times, like when he put his hand on my butt, I was like, oh my God, I haven't had another man's hand on my butt in 22 years. This is weird. And then one other places, I'm like, this is weird. And I just remember thinking, keep your hands above his shoulders. <laughs> and I wanted to be respectful, you know? I wanted to control myself. And I just wanted to test out, take him, you know, around, uh, around the block. And it was great. I mean, of course, I wanted to do more. And that's a great sign. And then I was like, we got to shut it down. We're done. This is good. Pass. Check, 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 check. And so, whatever. I walked into the lobby. It was so awkward. You know, it's like, you're not in my house. I just met you. This is weird. You know, it wasn't even dinner. And then I said, what, what, how does this work? Do I walk you to your car? Do I walk you to the valet? I thought you were going to open the door for me. Yeah, it was very odd. Anyway, so whatever. I kissed you and we said goodbye. And then there he is in, in the... Uh, I was in the elevator all giddy, and he t- sends me a text. I want to see you tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm like, no, not happening. Uh, yeah, I got a cat upstairs. I got stuff all over. My kids are all over the place. You're so anyway, hard to get. No, it was just, you know, it was chaos, you mm. know, with Irma. Anyway, and so that's how we met. The end. So I'll go to the next question. 
Oh, we kind of answered this, so yeah. we'll blow through these next ones. Why did you turn? Why did you turn online for love? Well, I kind of, I, I never was expecting ever to fall in love. In fact, one of the main things that happened in our first date was it's like an ongoing joke when I turned to Mike and I said, "I am." Ne- I think I put my finger in your face. Even I don't know. I said, "I am never." What did I say? I'm never moving in with anybody, and I'm never marrying again. Mm-hmm. And I said. <laughs> I'm just practicing. Uh, quote. It's true. I mean, I, I, you know, who who expects to fall in love? I'm, you know, online. Let alone your first, the first person you meet. That just doesn't happen. That's the dumbest thing in the world. So I wasn't expecting it. And you? Yeah, I gotta say it was definitely different because when I came out of my marriage, it had been a long time, and that's when some friends of mine are. Younger guys I work with, they're like, dude, nobody goes to the bar anymore to meet. Everybody's online. You just talk to somebody. If you hit it off, you meet up or whatever. I'm kind of like, ah. This, and the first time I think I got on, I was on for maybe a month, and I got off. I didn't like it, the whole weirdness of shopping for people. And then I think the second time I got on, I kind of learned the lingo. There were certain words, meant certain things, or what expectations women had of that person, myself. And uh, just kind of learned to navigate, and I even joked, you know, rarely go to the bookstore, but somebody should write a book on uh, online dating 101. Probably help a lot of people. But it was interesting, you know, people ghosting people, mm-hmm. and, you know, you meet people, they're not who they are, very disingenuous, and, you know, somewhat upsetting because you, you know, have very limited time. You know, I've got three boys that I take care of and work. And, you know, I have maybe one day a week that I can go out for a date and I save it for, you know, whatever individual. And then you go out and meet them and you're like, oh, okay, this person mm-hmm. isn't even close to what their uh, profile was. So then you're moving on. And just like Lynn said, you know, it can become quickly very irritating, overwhelming. And, uh, yeah, the third time just got on. No real big expectations, just looking. And I think, I'm not sure the exact quote is, you know, if you're really looking, you're really searching, you have a hard time finding somebody. I think your expectations are either too high or you're Mm -hmm. too aggressive. You want something now. When you're not expecting it, when you're least expecting it, that's when it happens. And that's exactly what happened in this case. I had no expectations whatsoever. So what did you think when I said, I'm just practicing? Oh, we've had this conversation many a times. Uh, it was a weird quote, but I realized, you know, you've been in a relationship a long time and I don't think you told me at that point, but your girlfriends were telling you, get out there. Don't get into a serious relationship with anyone, you know, test a bunch of guys, you know, Mm -hmm. have fun. So when you said that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. So you took it as, I'm not, I'm not going to get in a relationship with this woman because she wants to like, you know, get around or, you know, experience things. Right. Well, I, we, we met, and we'll see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. You know, we go on a few dates if you're really interested, and, you know, see where it goes. Yeah, that was probably one of the most um, honest, you know, this, just like what you said, Mike. You know, my best advice for online dating, especially that first date, is, it's um, so cheesy, but, like, truly be yourself. Yeah, one of the best pieces of advice for that first date, whether it be online, whatever, is totally be yourself and have, like you said, Mike, no expectations and be totally transparent. And when I met, uh, I'm just practicing, 
it certainly wasn't meant to hurt anybody. I was so innocent. I was like, yeah, I'm just practicing. It's like I'm trying on a skirt, you know. You know, I, I didn't think who thinks they're ever, you know. I didn't think I was going to have a relationship ever. In fact, I really believe that. You know, when you get out of a divorce, at least from my experience, you think you're never going to be happy again, or you're never going to find anybody. Most people. So, um, all right, let's move on. This is taking forever. Oh, you read that. You read number three. Okay. Did you have first date jitters? Did you have first date jitters? Hmm. Good question. Did you? Uh, to tell you the truth, no, not really. I'm not a starstruck person. You know, with your uh, level of being in the community and working at Channel 7 and your name being out there and being on TV and so forth. Not okay, maybe this would be a little weird because, you know, meet you in person, you know, is completely different than sitting and watching a TV. But no, not really. I was kind of eager to meet you, you know. That's so cute. I did. I did, I was excited. I remember going that day with my daughter Ann Taylor. I'm like, we gotta buy a new shirt. I at least have to buy a new shirt. New shirt. It was just weird getting ready. But yeah, no, it was exciting. I wasn't. I wasn't that nervous. So, um, next question: How does your relationship go with work? Him being a firefighter and you being a TV goddess. <laughs> I like that. Call Wait, me TV who made goddess. these questions? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, how does it work? Actually, I think. For me, um, even though our careers are totally different, they're actually very similar, um, that we have to deal with the public all the time, that we, you know, some of the stories, I'm genuinely interested in what people do, and so I genuinely am interested in what Mike does, and I did a ride-along with him one day, um, because, I don't know, it goes with my journalistic background, I'm very interested, so I, I understand, you know, when he shows up, when you show up to... A scene or uh, get a call. I, I have an understanding of what you do, um, even before I did the ride along. Ride along. Um, I'm not a big fan of your hours. You know the 24 shift off thing. It took me a little while to get used to that. I'm like, what now? You have to plan the whole year. What the hell? Um, but at the same time, you know, you he also understands like you know if there's a natural disaster or a big breaking story. Obviously, we're both working. Um, so yeah, how about you? Uh, I get to kind of feed on one another, even though they're different. You know, I'm kind of at the beginning of the story, and then you're the person there, you know, promoting it to the public, kind of the ending. But uh, have we had so many discussions, work-related, that maybe something that you had on TV or just mm-hmm. another city or something like that, and you kind of get the perspective of what initially happens, say, in the house or the business or, you know, what goes wrong, domestic violence and things like that which normally you guys don't get all the right. pertinent little details. So I kind of feed you those, and you'll understand a little bit more. And somewhat the firefighting industry, you know, people, the stress, and everything else that goes on. Yeah. And the same for you. You you know, one of the part I didn't really, you know, I guess you could say, not really take for granted, I'm not in your industry, but that you guys also reporting this over and over and over again and how it affects you. you it's know, hard. Yeah. And your workmates. So very negative we're talking about the news side of me yeah exactly um yeah so i understand that and real quick i was we lucky enough to um you were lucky enough to come with me on a movie junket in hawaii and you got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of interviewing somebody you know our job is to make it look real glamorous and fabulous and you know it's not hard work but you know it was nice it was like you're right along with me you know you got to see a little bit of the creation that goes on behind it. 
Oh, definitely. I got to sit there and watch you and Shireen on Deco mm-hmm. one night, and yeah, I was, no, I was impressed. Even some of the people at work asked me, you, know, you think you're just sitting there talking, you're in front of a mic, you got a camera, there's no audience, that is pretty simple. And I explained to them, I said, no, you would be surprised, because it's, you know, go, 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 you got to be accurate, you got to be right on it, you know, there's no retake, it is what it is. And I think, again, and this podcast is called Advice for Life, and my best advice for couples is, even if you're in two totally different, it doesn't matter what you're, you're doing, you know, you want to be able to understand the other person's job, whether they sell insurance or whatever they're doing, and understand how it affects your partner. So the more you're interested, the more you pour yourself into their career, um, I think the better the connection. So, yeah, that's how it works for us. Okay, you read number, what are we on? After TV Goddess, we're number five. <laughs> I like that. Advice for the TV Goddess. Yeah. Does your schedules impact your relationship? Yeah, similar question. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, definitely. Definitely. How so? Um, to me, actually, it, a little bit difficult, but at the same time, your hours are different from everyone else, mm-hmm. which makes it easier for us to spend time together during the day. Uh, not so much at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Our, ni- our nights going out at night are, are pretty limited. Mm-hmm. But you don't go to work till 12. I come home from work. We're able to meet for a few hours, go get breakfast, whatever, talk, hang out. So that's nice, very nice. We have made a uh, concerted effort and a commitment without even like verbally saying, I'm committing to this, to make time for each other. Um, from the get-go, because right now we live in two different cities, and... Uh-huh. We have just made it work. So, you know, my advice is when you do meet somebody and you have something special you can feel inside, you know, pour 100% into it. Right. That was one of the funniest things. And I was surprised that you even came up online because when you you can set your limits, and I think my limit was Broward County Mm. or 20 miles, Mm -hmm. and you live 28 miles from my address. So I was surprised. I was like, oh, how'd she even come up? Meant which, to be. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I feared the commute, which we do. We commute yeah. a lot, a lot of driving and rush hour traffic and so forth, which is definitely difficult. Everybody knows. Everybody lives down here in South Florida. I never thought I'd be spending this much time <laughs> on the <laughs> in, road in the and in Broward County. But, you know, it's, you know. It, it, it's we needed that time. I don't know. And also showed that we're committed. Um, oh, you read numbers. Did you, oh, you read this one. I don't know. Okay. Sure, so number sure. six. Um, is there a difference in the way you guys communicate? Wow. Hell yeah. That's an easy one. Um, so, of course, I'm in the communication business, number mm-hmm. one. And I'm a woman, number two. And, like, my number one goal in life is to evolve. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to talk. And... Mike, you talk a lot, but communicating is a different story. Um, so, yeah, I think I w- work really hard at communicating. And I think um, that was like one of the top priorities to me was like, you know, respect and then communicating. And I remember asking you one, asking you sometime, what, what, are the, what, what are you working on? And what do you own from your previous relationships, you know, that didn't go right? And you said you're working on communicating, which is a real turn on. Yeah, no, everybody, I think, uh, lacks communication. Nobody's perfect. But, yeah, in past relationships, for whatever reason, uh, we lacked communication. We lacked understanding. 
I think uh, both thought that things would just work, give it time. And in fact, that's not going to work. You mm-hmm. need to understand one another specifically, you know, what needs to be done or what your likes and dislikes are. Or, and definitely, like you just hit the nail on the head, respect. And maybe relationships get to a point, both people are frustrated, maybe you're just not understanding the language of one another. And all it takes is you start losing respect, anger seeps in, and it blows up. So, yeah, definitely communication. We definitely communicate differently. Um, and as I explained to you before, unless it's like I feel the importance or something that needs to be discussed right now, then I will stop and say, we need to talk about this right now. But if it's something small, I kind of blow it off. I don't you know, sit there and hold on to it. But to me, it's not a big deal. It passes where I think with you it's it, it's different yeah I want to talk about everything right. <laughs> everything I think that was a slight eye roll I saw yeah. from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, that's another podcast but like what I today you know we were talking about because you know I go to group therapy whatever and I've discovered like um, many times you know we want to project on the other person and I'm really working hard at not blaming you or anybody else for whatever my issue, my feeling is. So, yeah, as I told you before, you're getting the best of me because I'm working really hard at being, uh, you know, the best of me. So, and I also accept where you're at in how you communicate and um, the fact that you're you're you want to communicate the best that you can is everything. That's all you need. If you're both on the same page with that, then I think that's good. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you're on number seven. Okay. What are the things that you've done to communicate better? Oh, okay. That, well, that's kind of repeating. What are the things you've done to communicate better? Okay, that's a good question for you. Um, definitely. There's times where uh, this was, uh, I guess it was a book or something like that, that, you know, past relationships, somebody had read. And when I heard the term, I was like, what? Walking on eggshells? And I was kind of like, okay, I guess when you bring that to the table, it it makes sense if you're scared to say something to somebody or you feel threatened or whatnot. I didn't think that was part of our relationship, but I look back, maybe it was. I was frustrated. I checked out. I didn't want anything to do. I didn't want to live there anymore, but I had children, so I stuck it out for many years, which I should have just left because those years made it harder. But us dating and there's been times where you're like don't judge me and you know some people might say that like a quote it's on tv but no you mean it when you say it you're like don't judge me like yeah no i didn't don't say anything to me i don't want to hear about it so i kind of know the ground rules when you say these things but okay you know and i'll say well maybe we'll discuss this at a later date because there's times where you know i could talk about it tomorrow you know well, what I mean is, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, unless unless I'm asking for your opinion. Right. So, so you're saying you're you're cautious when you make certain comments. Oh, that's all. What are you cautious about? Well, that's not the moment to sit there and ask you a bunch of questions, like you know, whatever it reference. If I don't like you just said, if I have a question and maybe it's not positive to you then that's not the moment to bring it up. Because sometimes your questions are statements. Like if you say to somebody, why did you do it that way? You're really not asking, why did you do it that way? You're really making a judgment. Like you should have done it differently. So I'm sorry if you feel like you're walking on eggshells with me. That's a really crappy feeling. But maybe are you saying that you're communicating differently because you're, are you, 
I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, that's it. I, I learn your wants, your needs, mm-hmm. and what you wish for, and to respect those things. That's all. Gotcha. I'm trying to communicate better, like I said earlier, by not projecting anything on you and other people and owning my own stuff and working on myself instead of saying, you did something wrong, you know? So that's what I'm working on. Um, so number eight, how <laughs> how has it been blending families? So Mike has three boys. I have two, two a boy and a girl. Um, I think it's been good, you know? I mean, blending families, I've been down that road before, is probably right up there with finding peace in the Middle East. It's one of the toughest jobs, I think, because especially when you don't share children together, you would do things differently. You might judge the other person. You might, you know, judge the other kids or whatever, or, you know, everybody has different interests, different, everybody comes, it's like a bunch of strangers come together and we're supposed to be like this quote family. So I, I understand the difficulty, but I think what, how we've done it, good job is that, you know, our kids are different ages, some of them. Um, I think we've given it time. That's in our favor. And number two, we ha- we don't have this expectation of like, okay, we're going to be the Brady Bunch and go on vacation together and happily ever after. There's been really no expectations. I think we both just want to be the best parents possible and to be good to each other's children. So that's my, my take. What's your take? Yeah, no, I agree. Because our children, there are big age gaps. And, you know, like your son's in college now, so he's not here all the time. He's in and out. You know, your daughter and my oldest son are getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely uh, different with all the ages, you know. But yeah, no, it's work. Like, just like you said, we didn't push anything. We're not going to enforce anything. Uh, we don't have expectations other than everyone to behave, be nice to one another. Mm-hmm. That's all. I could do a whole podcast on, on step parenting, but my biggest piece of advice for blending families is... Number one, don't introduce your kids to anybody until you're absolutely like, yeah, this is it, you know, or you're, you're going to spend some time with the other person. They're quality people. And, you know, treat the other person's kids as your own. I know they're not your own, but, you know, that's a big deal. Like, you've done some kind things for my children, and boy, man, that makes me want to rip my clothes off. Because it's like <laughs> a way to a woman is through her children and, you know... I it's did, easy for me I to did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, honey. <laughs> that is for sure. All right. Uh, number nine. Number, yeah, number nine. Oh, I like this question. What is it, Mike? Tell me. Uh, how has Lynn bettered your life? Mm. Oh, well, th- we've hit uh, numerous things as far as communication is one. It, like we both agreed, we both needed to work on it from different points. Um, one of the biggest things, you're very vibrant. You want to go out. You want to do things. You want to be interactive, which I'm the same way. Um, the only thing I found a little bit different, it's a learning curve, is I like to tend to watch TV, <laughs> silly comedies, whatever it may be, just to kind of veg out. And uh, you yourself being in the TV industry, do not want to watch TV at all. I'm kind of like, you know, unless maybe it's a movie or something like that. So that's a difference. But that's uh, true. no, getting out. We enjoy our time. All the time, just doing whatever. You know, going, if it's going out to dinner, going out to a movie, you know, going wherever. So, and one of the things is is uh, getting whatever it is out. We really haven't had problems per se between us. 
Mm-mm. We've had a lot of challenges in our relationship between you and your past relationship, myself and my past relationship. Yes. But we've been able to work it out. Mm-hmm. Your level of being positive has definitely transferred over myself. Uh, there are times where I find myself going down that path where, yes, I'm uh, you know, maybe not the most pas- positive person at the moment. You know, you can say even a little bit angered because of something going on. And you yourself be like, oh, you know, don't worry about it, this and that. It's the same for you. I'm able to, uh, you know, give you that same love, you know, when you're having your bad day. So we've been able to, uh, you know, work together. I could kiss you right now, but we have a microphone between us. Mm-hmm. That's so nice to hear, Mike. That's really, really nice. Uh, how have you uh, bettered my life? Um, well, number one, um, this is so gushy. Like, trust me, everybody who's listening, as Mike just said, uh, we're not perfect. And neither is a relationship. But I never expected to um, feel the way I feel about myself and your presence. That, that's, that's what they say love is. Like, it's not that you, you know, fix me. It's that how I feel in your presence is amazing. I never thought I could feel this happy. Um, it's almost peaceful. It's like happy and slash peaceful. Peaceful is better than happy, I think, for this long. Like, it keeps getting better. Like, I felt like that a month ago. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know why, but I'm like a tree with roots in the ground. Like, I feel deeper and connected to you. So uh, it's nothing necessarily that you do. It's just how I feel around you. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, you've, you've, I don't, you, yeah, so cheesy. But it's like, you show me that I can love again and be loved that's how you better my life. Cheese city. But it's true. I mean, I don't, it's, a, it's a truth. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. So, yeah. Well, I think you were craving affection. Yeah. You, did, th- you didn't have it towards the end in your past relationship and uh, able to offer it to you. Yeah, and that's like the, the thing that's uh, my biggest, I don't know, you have many great qualities, but I would say, yeah, we're both very affectionate and you definitely reciprocate. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. I never knew. Sometimes when you're in a relationship for a long time, you don't know what you're missing because you're, well, for me, it was in denial and I'm raising my kids and just didn't want to face what I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled, you know? So, yeah, that was shocking. Like, dang, this guy's here for me all the time. And I know it sounds really stupid. I've said this to you before, but <laughs> affection, attention, you answer the phone almost too much. Like you'd be walking over broken glass to answer them. But you answer almost all my phone calls any time of the day and text messages. Like it's not a big deal, maybe to most people, but to me it's like, and I, I do the same for you, but I never expected the same from somebody else. Oh, nobody wants to be ignored. Yeah, it happens. Next question. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I guess this is for you, number 11. Okay. What do you love about Lynn? Well, some of the things we've hit already. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely one of the things that both of us in the early on, uh, I think we did bring a little bit up the first night that we met because we've had these issues in the past, and it's a requirement for myself, and you just mentioned it earlier, is respect. Mm-hmm. You have to respect the other person. And I'd even told you I'm not going to deal with any, like, cursing at me or, you know, like I said, the drama, things like that. That's just not a part that I need in my life. You know, if there's a problem, you discuss it. If you need to go outside somewhere and discuss it, that's fine. But just the level of respect that we have for one another, 
um, our ability to work with one another. You know, if you need something, I'm there for you, like you just discussed. You know, and you've done the same for me, which I've never had in any other relationship. Like mm. the level of you and the things that you've done and your generosity for my kids and my, myself, you know, and my parents has been great. Um, I don't know to go too deep into our levels of affection, but I can say my life has never been like this. The level of happiness, you know, inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom, it's been awesome. And I think that's because we're both an open book. We both give, you know, we both respect one another and we're both doing our best to communicate. So it eliminates, I think, a lot of problems. There's no animosity. There's no anger. None of these problems. And I think a lot of people are probably shocked because we come from two different backgrounds. And I think like maybe you're saying like all these questions are becoming are coming from your viewers. So people are checking in with you like, well, how's it going? How's it going? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the same at my work, you know, guys are much more subdued. Like, hey, you still dating that girl? And like, yeah, you know, oh, it's been a long time. To where I think a lot of people maybe thought, like, that's never going to work. Of course. So. That was great. <laughs> well, I feel the same way. So my question is, how, what do I love about Mike? You just answered the Lynn question. Um, very similar. Um, It's so funny. I'm going to a negative for a quick second. So, like, your negative with me is that I don't like to watch a lot of TV. And whatever. It's such a minor thing. Whatever. We can work it out. I'll, you know. I like the NBA finals. Yeah, you're missing now. Can I make this happen? <laughs> and, but one of my things is, like, you know, you on the road. You know, you get so mad in the car. I'm like, Jesus. So, it's like the only, your only, well, you know, we'll have flaws. But I'm not used to that. Well, I have experienced that before, and it scares me, and it causes anxiety in me. But um, I don't know why I just said that. The question was, what do I love about Mike? What I love about you is everything you just said um, is the connection that I feel with you. It's so deep and like um, spread out in that you're always there for me. You give as much as I give. And um, you're there for me as much as I'm there for you. And you want the same things in terms of respect that I want. And yeah, we're super compatible in that department. And yes, it shows, you know, uh, in the bedroom how you feel about each other. And we're on the same page. And we're each willing to uh, show up for the other person. That's what I really love about you. And yeah. you're a great dad, you know. I always said, you know, I did some recon on you, you know, the after the yeah. first uh, day. I knew somebody who knew you in school, whatever, and I and asked the kid. I'm like, uh, what's this kid like? Because, you know, a good kid is a good, it comes from a good family, you know. And, um, you know, I, I see you with your kids, and that's important to me. I don't want to be with an a-hole. And if you're not nice to your kids, you're not going to be nice to me, and vice versa. So those are the things I love about you. Yeah, you had a lot more intel on me than what I had on you. That was unfair. I'm a reporter. Yeah, you have a lot of resources. You can always go to FDLE. That's the free guys. I, 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 my advice to everybody: do a background check on everybody you meet before, or take a friend, or always tell somebody where you're at. I mean, that's like number one. I wanted to see if you had any felonies. I wanted to see what <laughs> what kind of person you were. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, uh, tell us the things that you have learned to accept. Tell us each other's flaws and all. Well, for me, it's kind of like what I just said, you know. It's the car thing. It seems insignificant, but it does kind of bother me. 
I'm trying to accept you and say how I feel, you know, instead of telling you how to drive. Um, it's just, it's not even about you. It's about that I, I get scared, you know. And I know, I know everybody yells in the car, but I never do. As you, I hardly ever honk unless there's oh, something. No, yeah, well, you know, you're like, oh, I can't believe that. I'm constant, like, in a, talking. I'm like, oh, my God, I put my headphones. Um, but that, that's like, you know what I said? It's a flaw. It's a challenge for you to be positive. But I also see how far you've come and how willing you are to be more positive for yourself. And um, that's very attractive. I, I would say it's a challenge. I would say it's a flaw. Um, that's it. What am I? <sighs> Let me see. <laughs> oh, you like to tell me where I need to make my right to go down your street. Oh, where you that's live. not oh, a big deal. Okay, like so I tell you how to drive a little times. bit. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> um, flaws. Hmm. I like to say, really, uh, I'm not really conscious of any flaws of yours. Oh my god. Um, I think someone's you know working with the therapy and so forth. That's not a flaw. But I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. I've never been involved in that, even though within the fire department they do offer, you know, PTSD counseling and this and that. And it's kind of not frowned upon, but not a, a lot of guys take that opportunity to use it and so forth. You know, that's a type of therapy. Um, I've been involved in therapy with my children, uh, but I myself have not really been involved too much with therapy. So that's definitely a, a learning curve for myself. Not a flaw, but just a learning curve. Learning more about you. And that's been a big part of your life for a long time now. Mm-hmm. To where you're soundboard, you're able to talk to someone else. Am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? And so forth. Which is a, a great idea. And you're very open to listening to that. I have learned early on not to force you into therapy to be like me. And that was a great uh, learning lesson I, I got quickly. Because you, you don't have to be like me. I, I just want you to be... I just want to be with somebody who wants to grow too in their own way and accepts me for how I do it and right. that's what you've done okay we're almost done here um, you read the la- you read number 14 what do you want for yourselves as a couple okay that's a great question mm-hmm. Lynn oh you're asking me I go first yeah. <laughs> I think I answered last I'm asking um, the question no, you go That's first, me. Michael. Okay. I'll go first. What do you um, want for yourselves as a couple? For ourselves as a couple. Well, one of the things is probably the biggest adjustment. And we spoke about this. Um, dating is dating. But i not very religious myself. So I don't have any requirements by the church, you know, living in sin or anything such as that. But when we spoke was kind of like a trial and error to live together for a little while before we really take the step as far as marriage to see that we do gel and i explained to yourself which many of the readers or listeners might not uh, have tried in the past but you can date somebody all you want as long as they return to their house Mm -hmm. their safe haven you know they could be on their best behavior for 24 hours 48 hours or so forth but when you live with somebody, that's when you truly get mm-hmm. the person, 100%. The little uh, idiosyncrasies of whatever they do, you know, say it's, it's clipping their nails or, you know, whatever. So uh, that was definitely uh, kind of like a 
prerequisite for myself. And I think you yourself said, yeah, that's a good idea. You didn't know if your parents were going to like that, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you're right. Yeah, I agree. But definitely looking forward. We're in the change now, moving in together, living together, uh, cutting out the commute so we can spend much more time together. You know, that'd be nice. What do I want for us as a couple? Of course, you know, I have to always go a little deeper. So I want, um, I want each for each of us to support each other as individuals because we're not two broken pieces coming together like you fix me, I fix you, you complete me. Uh, I want us to support each other in our personal growth. Um, that's an emotionally, financially, career-wise, you know, as as a man, as a woman, and I want us to uh, grow as a couple. You know, communicate better to have. Who doesn't want financial freedom? Um, but to really be each other's champion uh, together and apart, you know, that's what I want. And got to definitely be there, uh, like a cheerleader, emotional support. Yeah, you know, so forth. And finally, what is your? This is my question because it's how we end each podcast. What is your best advice for life in looking for love? Wow, this is a very loaded question. It is. Um, but if you could water it down in like a sentence. Best advice is you said it previously is just being yourself. At the same time though, if you have had past relationships that have not worked out for whatever reason, uh, like people say, you need to take stock in yourself. You need to own it. You know, you need to look in the mirror and say, why did those relationships not work? And make a list, write it down. Don't commit it to memory. Uh, both parts, your partner and yourself. Where did you go wrong? Where did they go wrong? And however many relationships that you've had problems in, you got to dissect that a little bit and think to yourself, okay, what happened? What could have changed? What, have I, what could have I done to change that scenario, to make it better, not worse? And bring those attributes into your new relationship. You've got to grow. You've got to change. If you're an individual that thinks that you're right on cue and you do everything perfectly and it's the other person, you're never going to find the right person for you. you got to be open. you got to be willing to adapt. Guy or girl? Both. Right. Both people. Um, it's definitely harder today, I think, to date than what it was before because there are some crazy people out mm -hmm. there. And to weed through navigate Dade and Broward, Palm Beach County is that's a task in itself. But or any city. Take the time if you're online dating, you gotta send messages back and forth. Hopefully the other person's truthful. And if you really gel or you know want to meet and that's your goal, you know, then that's what you do. I know a lot of people are online just for sex. A lot of people are cheating and doing all sorts of other things. So yeah, it's difficult. You gotta navigate through all that takes time um that's good my best advice for people looking for love would be exactly what you said mike number one be your authentic self and i noticed for me my experience i was good for like a good month and then i started like i noticed that i started caring more about what you thought and i was sort of alternate i was sort of i was watering myself down and uh so my advice is be yourself in the beginning and all throughout like keep keep watching yourself 
really like be free as a butterfly. Number two, it's so cheesy, but it's so true. I have a tattoo that says this, love yourself. Like I think we, especially as women, look to be in a relationship because we're afraid to be alone or, um, you know, we, we think that somebody else is going to love us and fill that hole. And again, it's cheese, but it's true. We may do this even unconsciously, but so what does love yourself look like? It means like doing things you want to do, get out and take a dance lesson or stay home or, you know, see a friend you haven't seen in a long time or, you know, take a bubble bath, like do nice things for yourself. If you're kind to yourself and it, it sounds this is so cliche, but I'm, I'm still learning this too. I still practice it. If you're kind to yourself, kindness will come to you. Um, don't look for somebody else to fix you, and and don't get give up. Ha, go out there and have fun. Yeah, they're a bunch of crazy people. I hear that all the time too. But look, <laughs> we found each other. We're not crazy. At least not that crazy. Well, you weren't online that long. <laughs> I, well, but still, I'm just saying. I got a taste. Of, I've talked to some nut jobs, and and I, you know, I I know people dated a lot, and it's true. There are some nut pe- crazy people out there, but you know, crazy things happen. Look, Belkis and I just got married to this guy she met on an airplane. Right. Okay. She did her online dating, whatever, but she, and she wasn't going to, I'm just going to tell this quick story, but she wasn't going to go on this trip to Greece. And uh, the last minute she was like, okay, I'm going to go. And she met him on an airplane and now they're married. So I say, say yes to everything and be free, be open like a butterfly and have no expectations other than to be kind to yourself and work on you. Right. That's very true. You just said that. And that was one of our things in our relationship that... Maybe that's not my thing to do, but at the same time, hey, it's a new relationship. I want to know everything about you. I want to be interactive with you. Uh, you want to go dancing? Yes, let's go dancing. Or yes, let's go do this. To where I know some guys can be very hard. No, I'm not going dancing. No, I'm not doing that. Well, then you're also excluding yourself from the relationship. Exactly. And that's one of the things I really liked about you. You, I, I told it to my French friend. I'm like, he, he does everything I ask him to do. He says yes to nearly everything. By the way, I read this great book, How Not, How Not to Give a F, something like that. I forget the guy's name. But one of the things he says in, in, the, in the chapter about relationships is that it's okay to say no to your partner, and it's actually a good thing. I'm talking about in the beginning or even just overall saying yes and being open. Like you said, Mike, you say yes to nearly everything. And me too. My God, I went to... What what haven't I done? Okay, that, that's so out of my comfort zone. Like, you know, we went shooting. Although I was up for that. Um, you know, went to what was a rock concert? I went. I, oh. I, I saw Venom. <laughs> you know, with your boys. I mean, that's so not me. Oh, it's all shine down. But shine down. Actually, that was really fun. But um, no, I we have tickets for who's the who's the hard rock band? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I'm going to Iron Maiden. People. Okay, I'm not. I don't even know any of their music, but. My point is exactly what you just said, Mike. Be open and and uh, f- mutually open. You have more experiences together to grow. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Aren't you glad you came on? It wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. I am. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You got that sexy deep voice. All right. And that concludes uh, this, uh, whatever the heck it is, this podcast, Advice for Life with Lynn. Thanks for your questions. I'll see you next time. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. I care about what's on your mind. I love your questions. And when you go to my website, you'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways they can help the Advice for Life followers. So reach out if you have something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. Tell me how I'm doing, what you want to hear about. The links are also in the show notes and also on the website. 
I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast and your shares and your subscribes and your reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and help us reach a lot more people. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.